Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Something More Comfortable, the Black Velvet Experience. I am your host, Black Velvet, of course. And as always, it is another first Saturday of the month. I appreciate everyone that is tuning in. This month, we have Miss Candice on the show. Say hey to the people. Yes, 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 yes. So, how was your week? Oh my goodness. It was, it was a week, you know. Um, today was beautiful. Uh, we had a situation, there was a power outage at work, so everybody was off, so it's a nice three-day weekend. I'm super grateful for that. Um, earlier in the week, it was definitely a little stressful, a little taxing, but um, pressure makes diamonds, so we push through, you know? Indeed, indeed, indeed. Thank you for having me. Man, it is a pleasure. Um, tell the people about yourself, what it is that you do, because this, this lady, the way that I know her is that she made me... <laughs> my own personal oil i put it on every single day after i shower one over the heart one over the solar plexus so yes i remember yes i remember good 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 (laughs) yes yes so tell the people what you do okay so my name is candace and i have a company called emanate beauty And basically, Emanate Beauty is a marriage of mental health awareness and metaphysics and makeup. Um, uh, Before I started my company, I was actually a makeup artist for almost seven years. And it was just kind of time for me to do what made me feel good and what was going to contribute more to, you know, my, my environment, my community. So... I started Emanate Beauty, and I, I was personally making oils for myself um, to work through anxiety and just, you know, having a really stressful job. And so over the course of like a year, year and a half, um, everyone was asking me about these oils, so I decided to make it available to everyone. And I started making them the way that I made them for myself, which was, you know, through doing a chakra check-in, like, what's going on? What are the blockages? What are the opportunities? How can you support yourself more? I think um, just being the type of person that I am, I love beautiful things and things that feel good and that uh, call attention to all of my senses. And so... To work with like aromatherapy and fragrances and to really be able to help people affirm themselves and adorn themselves, that was like, ooh, a sweet spot. I really love doing that. But um, outside of, you know, making custom oils and things like that, I advocate um, for people regarding mental health. So, you know, I was diagnosed bipolar 11 years ago did the medication and therapy thing and it was a journey but um after about five years I said I want to do this without medicine and that's when I started to really discover a lot of metaphysical information that wasn't really being shared in the mental health space so um 
I really just share the information that I found over my years of research and my own mental health journey to help people live empowered lives, be it through, you know, connecting them with a therapist or helping them understand like the energetic things that are happening that are contributing to their symptoms. That's just my passion. Like I really want people to live empowered and authentically. Indeed. Indeed. And I appreciate the fact that because um, let me tell y'all, when I first reached out to her, she wasn't even doing oils for men at all. She was in a certain (laughs) kind of space. And I just kept kind of like pinging her like, Hey, you going to, you doing them for men yet? No, no, you're not doing them for men yet. Hey, hey, you doing them for men yet? Yeah, I th- it, it took about, I think, three or four times I asked you. And then finally, finally, she was like, you know what? I'm in a good mental space and I can do this for you. And I was like, and I appreciate it. It was a really, really good um, session that we had. I love the oil and the oil has lasted a very, very, very long time. so yeah i made it so that you don't have to just keep buying you know what i'm saying like right this isn't about money this is genuinely about adornment and affirmation and just love you know what i'm saying so i'm glad i truly truly appreciate it all right so now that we didn't got through the music obviously we get to the poetry and then we get to these questions and really get to the, the, you know, the meat and potatoes of this thing. So, (laughs) so the poem is called criminal. She arrives at the heist tools in tow pulled in front of the building for the quick getaway. I smiled holding the door unsuspecting, believing she had business here. Should have seen the mask as she told me what floor. As we exited the elevator, still blind to her direction, pushing into my room, she leveled her weapon, asked, when did I expect my company? The phone rang. I answered, She whispered to let them up. Scary scene as my guests were none the wiser. Truly an actress, feigning innocence. All the while, pressing the muzzle through her dress whenever I got careless. Held hostage by her smile as her eyes scribbled the ransom note on my heart. Tried crying out, giving signals, but soon found myself alone, helpless. She poured us drinks as she tells me to undress. Stips, sips to still myself. I sit soaking, eyes lock on the trigger. Standing there, glass in hand and body on a man, blowing me away with both barrels. What did I do in my past life? for things to come back like this. Shots ripping into flesh, the spray saturating the walls, no gloves, seam full of fingerprints, burned rubber. She rode it as if it was stolen. And before I could catch my breath, 
or reached the phone to call for help, she was gone with her spoils, ready to pawn, unaware of the true value of what was taken. And as I lay numb, empty, too embarrassed to admit that I felt like a victim. All right, so that was a criminal. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So getting into the questions um, that we are going to be talking about this evening, we are talking about toxicity and toxic relationships. If y'all didn't notice that from the poem. <laughs> <laughs> So the three questions that we have, as always, we state the three questions and then we double back and start on the first one. But the three questions are what characteristics make a relationship toxic? Number two, have you ever found yourself in a toxic relationship? And number three is kind of a two parted. Do we contribute ourselves to that toxic relationship? And then how do we contribute and how can we change that? So doubling back, first question, Miss Candice, what characteristics make a relationship toxic? Ooh, okay, so I'll preface this by saying that I think that toxic has definitely been a buzzword um, for the last year or so. And I think sometimes it's overused um, okay. to describe ignorance. And ignorance does not, you know, dismiss poor behavior by any means. Indeed, but indeed. Sometimes what people are calling toxic is actually like conditioned behavior okay. that hasn't been addressed. So one of the things in my personal practice I'm working on is not calling things toxic. Okay. Because ultimately I think that aligns with like victimhood and that's not the space I want to exist in. Gotcha. Um, so rather than, you know, assigning something as toxic, I really look at it and ask, you know, what is this teaching me about myself? And mm. so when I come to the question about what are some characteristics of a toxic relationship, I think any type of relationship that doesn't allow you to be your authentic self needs to be examined. Okay. Okay. Listen, that is very, yeah. When you can't be fully you, yeah, 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 because you're you're existing in fragments, you know. Right. Wow. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, essentially you are. You're not being. Look, this is all of who I am: the good, the bad, the ugly. And so, um, and you're right toxic has kind of been like this buzzword because we also, you know, you hear it used for toxic masculinity. Um, oh, let's talk about it. <laughs> oh my God. Please, please let me apologize on uh, in this public space. Let, let the universe hear me and the ears of any of those who have felt the ramifications of my words. Let me be clear. Oh my goodness. I am absolutely 
an oracle of divine femininity. But I think there has been time that I have also subscribed to quote-unquote toxic masculinity okay. and been very dismissive mm. and, and closed off from the divine masculine. Okay. Do I think that there are opportunities for masculine energy to be better expressed? Absolutely. But in this season of my life, I'm also learning that when we reduce something to masculine or feminine, we completely miss the other aspect of it. You get stuck in the, the polarity of it. Right. When we come back to that that toxic concept, right? Right. I think people in general have an opportunity to be more authentic and genuine in their connection. Right. But in order for that to happen, it first has to start with yourself, right? Indeed. Indeed. Um, I, I actually, in, in getting ready for this episode, I was looking up, you know, toxic relationships and all of this kind of different stuff. And um, the article, you know, after it gives you all of these different, you know, this could could be a reason and da 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 and all this other stuff. Lack of empathy was the the like the end of it when they when it was like, okay, it said all this stuff at the end, but if you just wanted the cliff notes, it basically is when you lack empathy is when things tend to like go off. Because like you just said, half of what we're not really taking account of is that there are multiple parts to this and the reality of it is in a relationship it is that there is another human being on the other side of this so it isn't it isn't just me so like you just said that whole victimhood thing it's like no the reality is is that there is another human being on the other side of this and like you said there, there may be some kind of conditioning some reasoning why this person isn't able to properly express what it is they feel or what it is they think, or maybe they, they have been taught that um, what I think or what I feel isn't valid or is it, it isn't mm. important. And so, mm-hmm. so therefore I, I yell or I scream or I do these things to I manipulate. Mm, right that's I, a big one. I manipulate or I'm passive aggressive or mm-hmm. I, I'm all of these things as opposed to just being able to say listen oh my goodness I think the other part is that not wanting to be vulnerable because it requires <laughs> a lot of vulnerability <laughs> to just to just take off all those masks to take off all of those <laughs> those things and just say listen you hurt me when you said that. Mm. It, it it hurt me. And this is why it hurt me. And so instead of yelling at you about something that has nothing to do with what I'm actually mad at you about or what I'm hurt about, I, I yell at you about something ridiculously over there to the left. And the reality is, it's like, listen, remember yesterday when you said X, Y, and Z, you hurt me. And I didn't like the way that that made me feel. And it's like, 
yeah so it's it's those things it's me being empathetic to hear you because think about it if if you come to me and you say drew this is how I da 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 da. This is how I feel. This is what you said to me, and I'm like, I didn't do that. Da, 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 da. It's like that can be considered toxic, but basically, what it is is me not being empathetic to you. But there's there's layers to it though, because right. yeah, on one hand, it may be that you're not empathetic or receptive to hearing the feedback, right? But the other part of that is. The, the other person who's expressing, like, I felt this way when this happened, when they're expressing that, they're expressing it from their perception. Right. And that's not to say that perception is good, bad, or other, but perception, although it feels like it is real mm. and it is your truth, mm-hmm. perception is so relative. Right. One of my favorite things to do is to show a, a a picture. It's an image, and it actually has two images in the picture. Right. And some people can only see one side, and the other people see the other side. And when I tell them what's there, there's this aha moment of like, oh, my God, we're looking at the same thing. And we're only seeing what we and want to see. Exactly. And so that's why when when we talk about like what makes a relationship toxic, it's like, uh, can we just look at it like what characteristics are pointing us back to ourselves mm. and the things that we need to address within us? Because right. ultimately, yes, you might say or do something that feels hurtful to me. But this is one of the things I appreciate about one of my partners because we're able to have this conversation, right? Like, if something happens that's hurtful, we can say to each other, like, yo, when this happened, when you said this, I felt X, Y, and Z. And it hurt, and I feel angry and sad about it. And I own the part where this emotional response is my choice. Gotcha. You can't make me do anything. I don't, I, it, it frustrates mm. me when people are like, you made me feel like this. You hurt me. <laughs> right. Like, I, yeah, listen. that's lower vibration perspective. But when you come into your authentic self, your cosmic self, and you can say like, ooh, this experience created a response, an energetic response. My emotion or my energy in motion is telling me something that requires attention. But it's not so much about the other person. Mm. So if you're experiencing, quote unquote, toxic relationships, and don't get me wrong, there are some some folk out there. (laughs) I'm not saying that that, it doesn't exist. Narcissism is a real thing. However... Before you jump onto the toxic relationship bandwagon, can you sit with yourself and really examine, like, what you are contributing to said dynamics? Right. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And and, fun, and it's funny because a lot of what you're saying is kind of going to some of the other questions that uh, 
that I was asking. Um, Because the next question is, have you ever found yourself in one of these quote unquote toxic relationships or situations where it is, like you said, you are, it, it could be, or it may not be, or you're being triggered. Yeah. The most toxic relationship I ever had was with myself, like straight up. Mm. Straight up. And mm. that is like a really fucking jarring thing to recognize. Like, right. I genuinely look at any relationship as a reflection of myself. Got you. And every person is showing me something about myself. It might be the thing I love. It might be the thing I'm embarrassed about. It might be the thing I hate. But I'm grateful for all of it because I want to see myself in wholeness. I don't want to exist in fragments. So I welcome that, right? Right. But in saying I welcome that, I am also a divorcee, right? <laughs> right, I, right. I've been married, bro. Like, I met my reflection, and it was, whoo. I have that is how I came to know what God is. Right. Because right. that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I but I, I'm grateful. I am so grateful for that experience. But with that being said, like I said, my greatest toxic relationship was with myself. And as I started to prioritize self love and self awareness and self acceptance. Mm. That's when the nature of my relationships shifted. Got you. And it was no longer a fight because I wasn't fighting with myself about these things. Right. So if I saw insecurity in my partner, which could be considered toxic, right? Right, right. When I saw insecurity, rather than judge it, or feel oppressed and victimized by it, I could acknowledge that it was hurtful, but I could also acknowledge what it reflected within myself. Mm. And it taught me how to cultivate more security because my relationship at that time was reflecting the fact that my own insecurity was that I needed to be needed. Oh, okay. Mm. So, yeah, of course my partner is going to show me what it feels like to be with someone who's afraid of losing you. Right. It lived within me. And as I started to see that, rather than be angry with the other person, it was like, yo, why do I need to be needed? Right. And why am I choosing partners that feed that part of me? That feed that need in you. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's heavy. They talk about the narcissistic and empathic duality, right? Right. Narcissists are attracted to empaths, and empaths attract narcissists. I think that's a very simplified way to analyze that dynamic. Right. Because again, it plays into good and bad. It plays into to this fragmented duality rather than recognizing that those are polar expressions of the same energy. 
Right. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, that is. Uh, and that's like, yeah, you talking on a whole nother level. <laughs> you talking on a different level because, um, oh, what is that book? It's the 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 Kabulian, right? That's how you pronounce it. K y b a l i o n yes, or something ma'am. like that. Yes, yes. ma'am. The Kabulian, yeah, yeah, and that's it. It's that. It's like saying it's like hot and cold. Hot and cold are not different. They are just the extremes of one degree. They're just degrees on one plane. It's like it's all temperature. It's just how far up or down in degrees are you moving up and down? Facts. Right. But that's why I think what I said about masculinity and femininity, I think society has conditioned us to keep those fragmented and it's like no it's the same divine energy right and it's polarity right right it it, yeah it is yeah and it's funny um because i think i have listening to you talk and listening to you explain it the way you've explained it it's like yeah you're right it's like as much as I can say like, man, this person was this or this person was that it's also what in me is attracting this. What is making you be attracted to whatever is in me? And like you said, it's like this person is insecure because I have this need to be needed. And so I'm, I'm pulling you to me. And it's like they want to need you and you want to be needed. And so therefore, hey, we're we are uh what's the word? Codependent. Ooh, my favorite other buzzword. Right, right. It's that codependency. It's that that ability it's that I want this. It's and it's and it's um because I know when um Will Smith was talking about it and it was like trying to get to that place where it's like, listen. I don't, I'm not assigned here to make you happy. I am assigned here to make sure that I'm happy and you are assigned to make sure that you're happy and I will share my happiness with you and you can share your happiness with me. We can choose to be happy together, but at the end of the day, I don't owe you happiness. Right. I I don't, it's not my you know, I can't give it or take it away from you. Now I can contribute to yours or I can, I can be a hindrance to it. And and at that point, like you said, you can divorce yourself for that. It's like, Whoa, wait a minute. That is not, <laughs> that's not in line with, with my happiness. I'm sorry, sir, but uh, I need you to move over there or ma'am. I need you to go that way because <laughs> you are, right. yeah, you are, So I have a, it's almost like I have this cup of water and this water is like clear and is, and is perfect. And then you keep pouring ink into my water and it's like, no, I'm sorry. I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, I, nope. All right. (laughs) You you messing with my, with, with the, the purity because, and that's it. It's us finding ourselves. Um, like I was saying to you earlier, it's like, the 
like protector is in me. It's already in me. It's a thing that's in me. And the situation that I find myself in now is activating that thing. And it's a good thing that's being activated. So it's not like it's a bad thing being activated. But in, right. the, but in the same token. So in that one, people applaud that. It's like, oh, man, you're you're becoming this protector. You're be, you're becoming a provider, something that you probably already were in your spirit. And this moment and this time is just activating that. Whereas in the very same token, when it's quote unquote toxic, it is that this thing is activating something negative in me. And so it's your behavior is is activating. But then it's like you said, it's not just looking at you and being like, why are you doing this to me? It's no, it's looking at me and being like, why is that even in there in the first place? And why have you not? <laughs> why have you not addressed it? Because it didn't just get there yesterday. Right. It's been there for a while. And you just have been, well, I'm going, I'm a, I'm a workaholic. Or I'm a, I party all the time or I, it, it's like all those things is like, it's because we don't want to address ourselves. Facts. We don't want to sit still. Right. It's like, we don't want to sit still with ourselves. Cause it's like, <laughs> Oh God, I don't want to be alone with you. <laughs> Look, get out of my meditation because that's been the message the last two weeks. Get out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. It's like, I don't want to be alone with you because in being alone with you, I have to deal with all of who you you are. And you is me. <laughs> you is It me. makes me want to run. Like Right. I talked about this this morning. I am meeting a part of myself, and she's just so intense. And I'm like, oh, my God, can you please stop? <laughs> this is exhausting. Like, I mean, she's just hypercritical, like, right. always has something to say. She's never satisfied. And I really, this week, had to ask her. I had to ask me, like, yo, when you open your mouth to speak so condescendingly and critically, like, what are you actually asking me for? Mm. And mm. what she told me was that she needed validation. She needed to feel like she was doing enough. Or that without having to do anything, just in her existence, she was enough. So when you talk about being still, I laugh and I say, get out. But the truth is, I feel validated by working a lot and by being the best at what I do. But it is very short lived. Right. Because it separates me from myself. And when we go back to what is a toxic relationship, anything that separates you from yourself or makes you exist in fragments is not for you. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Being fragmented, being less than all of who I am, like me knowing and it's taken 38 years for me to figure this out. And not. No, 
let me let me not say that lie because that's actually a lie. It hasn't taken me 38 years to figure it out. It's taken me 38 years to accept. Yeah. That I'm I'm sensitive and I always have been. And mm-hmm. I and I never like, you know, and, and for me, everything about me, like the, the main reason why I am finding it hard to deal with the military anymore is because I like to build. I don't want to destroy things. Yeah. I don't want to destroy things. I'm a creator. I I just want to create and create and create until I stop breathing. It's like I don't want to destroy things and it's like and I can never get myself into the mind state to be comfortable with destroying things. Right. Right. And 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 uh, but again it's it's realizing like this is who you really are, not what they told you you were supposed to be. Right. Who you truly are. Huh? Recognizing that, that creativity and destruction, again, same energy. Right. Polar expressions. And so you're recognizing that all of that energy that you're being asked to pour into destruction, you want to pour it into creating. creating. But it's, it's always been there. Right. Right. And it's funny because it it took me seeing so much destruction to realize, like, wait a minute. I don't like this side of this. I want the, <laughs> I don't want this side. I, I want the other side. Can I get the other side? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that man. Listen, I you know what? I, I must say, um, one, nothing in life ever happens by happenstance period nothing all of this has some meaning and purpose and we run into and it's like when I picked this topic that's why I reached out to you because I was like there is no way that there is no way possible that she's not going to have like some of the best takes on this topic Thank you, because look, I'd be wondering why all of this work is to be done, but it's for moments like this, you know? Yes, because, I mean, again, there are so many people that, because it's not to say that other people cannot contribute to this conversation, but it's just, it's different. And people... You know, and that's why I have different people be on the show. Different women come on the show because everybody has a different place. And it's like, it's like you maybe have done more, more work in this area. And so therefore I talk to you and you, and you get it and we're able to move in that space. Right. But, but then maybe you can't do it in this other space, but it's like, and so, like I said, watching your Instagram and and having talked to you and seeing the stuff that you do, I was like, oh, yeah, ain't no way that she not going to be able to 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 move with this. Um, it's funny because the last two questions or or the last question and the two parted thing is like the how do we contribute to this stuff and then how can we change it? And I mean, really, we've been answering that question for a while now is that you have to really 
stop. You can't the, go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Sit still for a second sometimes. Yeah. And oh, be be still and know that I am the Lord. Because yeah. sometimes that's yeah. what it is. It's sit still. But I, I'm uncomfortable. No, no, no. Just sit still. Take, take, take this time. Take a minute. Like even so right now I am going from one job to the next, right? I'm going from here and I'm going to St. Louis, but I'm taking a week where I'm just, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going down to North Carolina to see my lady. She got to play. Of course, you know, it's like open at night. So I got to be there for that. Like that's got to happen. Right. But then after that, then I'm going to Illinois. Um, and, and that's it. It's just be with my family and, and be quiet and not watch a whole bunch of TV. Cause my mama don't really watch TV. And so, and it's that, it just takes some time to just sit and be still and figure out this transition. Why did you make this transition happen? What is this transition supposed to do for me? And, and how will it affect not just me, but everything around me? Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that being still is so critical, but I think the other part of it that has to be mentioned is like, you have to be still and you have to be honest. Yeah. Because a lot of times you're going to see things that you don't want to see. Right. Within yourself. Yeah. And so when you talk about that being uncomfortable, yo, that discomfort is medicine. It don't taste good. It go down rough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately it contributes to your elevation. Right. Right. So like, yeah, be still. And be honest, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's scary, even if it hurts, even if it's unfamiliar, like, grant yourself that gift. Right. Because on the other side of it, it, it's, it's no different than anything else that we do. It's like when you work out, right? When you go to, when you go to school, when you go to college, or even high school, but it's like when we go through this stuff, it is normally we don't know what it is a lot of times. We don't always understand it. And it it, it is hard. <laughs> it is painful. It, it brings tears many, many, many times. But on the other side of it is, is that degree, is that body that you wanted, and on the other side of this and realizing, like, like you said, is it's, it's what's in me that I need to, that isn't beautiful. And I, I think the biggest thing is realizing we will never rid ourselves of all that we are. Cause we think, right. oh, I can, I can be beautiful a hundred percent of the time. No, 
No, it's not. That's not really realistic. But I can look within myself, see my ugly and know those moments and understand them and then understand how other people interacting with those things can affect it and then respond in a different way. Cause now I know, Oh, I see you. I, I oh, okay. Exactly. I see who you are because like you were saying earlier, when you were saying that you talk to her, like what, what, what are you trying to get with all this hypercriticalness? Like, what are you doing? What's going on? Mm-hmm. But that's it. It's realizing like, I don't need to talk to them. I need to talk to me. Hey, what are you doing? What, what's going on over here? <laughs> Man. And then with, and then being able to figure out, well, what do you really need? What's going on? Like you said, I need to be validated. Well, and I need to be okay with needing to be validated because that was the part that I got hung up on. Right? Uh, like, I, well, for me, I I would never want to admit that I want people to understand and respect and honor my value. Got you. But that's the thing. That's it's a it's it's a slippery slope. That's when I slip back into victimhood because that's me saying that somebody else has the ability to assign value to me. Right. So I say, okay, no, no, I'm not going to give that away. Yes, it, it's it's natural for me to crave that. And I can explore why it is that I crave that. I know why that is. I know how I was raised. I'm a gold star child. I get a gold star for every good thing I've ever done. Right. But, you know, my parents, they meant well. You know, they wanted to affirm and celebrate me. But that's where I'm having to learn to reparent myself. You don't need a gold star for everything. Right. The, the the gold star is you doing what needs to be done for you to be good. Right. Everything else is just extra. Yeah. Um. Quick question. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Revolver? Revolver. Give me a blurb. So Revolver. Um. Really quickly to give you who's in it or Jason Statham. Andre 3000, Ray Liotta are like the three big names in the movie. and I'm sure I've seen it because Andre 3000 in it, yes. Yeah, and it it's basically, um, it's about the, the id, the ego, and the superego. Yep. Right. And mm-hmm. yes, and it literally... I like where you're going. Right. Literally everything about that movie is essentially what we're talking about. So anybody listening, if you have not seen that movie, please watch the movie and don't watch it from in to be entertained. Watch it to be educated because there's, and when you look at it from, I want to be entertained, you'll miss like the point of what is going on. But the being educated, it, it brings out 
all of those things, like the whole him and and um, Jason Statham and Ray Liotta's characters and the way that they fought with each other and then how Jason Statham was able to get beyond that by not mm. not fighting with himself because it's right. that person on the inside that you think is you that really isn't you. And so they, you behave in ways that don't, that's not who I really am. That's not what my heart is. That's not the truth of what my person is. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, and like you said, it's, it's, it's like seeing this thing, seeing that it, whoa, like this is, this is, this is ugly, but then addressing it and saying, well, wait, you, like you said, I don't have to have the gold star. Cause that's literally what he talks about before when he gets hit by the car mm-hmm. is that he says that we're, you know, we're the little boy with the shiny shoes. And it's like, you know, we want the, 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 like you said, the, the, the gold watch for 25 years. And we want the, 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 the gold star. And we, we just want to have somebody give us the, you know, the hip hip hooray and congratulations and all of that stuff. And it's like, no, we, you don't need that in every situation. Mm. And we want it as human beings. A lot of us, we, we want it, we crave it, but it's like, and then when we don't get it, we, we act out like children. Look, I had to find the quote because I know exactly what you're talking about. He says, fear me or revere me, but please think I'm special. We share an addiction. We're approval junkies. We're all in it for the slap on the back and the gold watch. The hip, hip, her fucking raw. Look at the clever boy with the badge, polishing his trophy. Shine on, you crazy diamond, because we're just monkeys wrapped in a suit, begging for the approval of others. Yep. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that was a great reference. Man, yep. Listen, and it, and it's... And that's it. It's our, and I appreciate you for looking that up and finding the exact quote. Cause that is such a like, man, like that got me in tears over here for real. Like it's just such a, a powerful, it's a powerful thing. Cause it's like we, and, and we, it's just like me, um, me as a man, right. It's like, you, you, I do stuff. I want my woman to always be telling me like, you did a good job. And it's like, no, that's not it. That's, that shouldn't even be what it should be about. It's like my service to you should make me feel good because my service to you is, yeah, is what it is. It's the thing. Like you said, it's the thing that I'm doing, not the, not what I get back, but the thing that I'm putting out it's it's me putting out this thing and it's like i just want serve you because i serve you not not have you make me feel some kind of way because i'm serving you right right but the thing is like your service is a reflection of your own self-love right so it's like again that's the validation yeah it's still you know healthy to, to, to affirm your partner, you know, I, I do think it's important right. 
going back to like divine masculinity and femininity and stuff to really like acknowledge and, and celebrate when that energy shows up. But, you know, for you, just knowing that like that is really a reflection of your own divinity. Right. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. This has been a very, yeah, <laughs> a very heavy, like, again, I, I mean, cause I like, you know, all the episodes of the guests and the different people that come on, but yeah, like this is, yeah, this is definitely one of those conversations that it's like, Oh man, you know, it, it make you just have to sit still for a second and just <laughs> not, yeah, you just, just by yourself. Like once we get off the phone, it's just gonna be like I'm just gonna sit here for a second. Like I don't, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're like I don't, I don't really want to say anything. It's like just be silent for a second. Just, just, mm-hmm. yeah, just let the <laughs> let soak. Let let those the, the, the <laughs> ideas and the thoughts move around. Mm-hmm. Let it marinate. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> Cause I mean, in this, the reality is, is that this has been like, what the whole reason why I even created this podcast is because it's like seeing how the world is seeing the lack of love and like, like the, the connection, you know, and it, at the end of the day, I, I don't get into who you love or why you love them or whatever, but it's like, in all levels and all areas, it just seems like we're not really addressing our pain or all of this stuff. And so it's just like this circle of just like hurting and hurting and hurting and hurting. Cause I'm gonna hurt you. And then you hurt him. And then it's like, it's just this, it's just like a spiral. And it's just like, yo, if you took a moment and stopped watching whatever and put down Instagram and put down Twitter or Snapchat or TikTok or the football game or whatever. And just, and no reading, no book, nothing just for a second, just sit still and think about like, yo, who am I and what am I doing? And am I moving the way that I really want to be moving? And if I'm not, why am I not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, and then, um, we had this conversation offline, but you know, to, cause I just thought about that because we, you know, we, this is like, we talk about this in a man, woman thing, but it, it doesn't really have to be a man, woman thing, but it's like the situation where my lady, somebody tells her like, oh, well he could, he could up and leave you. Right. But it's like, that is, that is your that's something in you and something in your situation that you're now trying to pour your whatever you got in your cup into somebody else's. And it's like, don't pour that over into mine. Right. Cause again, I got a clear glass of water. Why are you pouring your ink into my, <laughs> into my glass of water? <laughs> I cannot drink that. That is, that is not. Yeah. It And it's, it's realizing that it's like, but then it's also me being able to understand that, you know what, when people try to, I have to be, I can't get upset with her or them 
because they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with. The only right. thing the only thing I can do is, hey, this is what I will do. And I can mm. only continue to do this. And either you will hear their words or you will see my actions. Sim- yes. Simple as that. But yeah, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a session. Huh? I said that was a session. Man, listen. So, um, because again, at the end of the show, I normally do a poem for the next show. Yeah. And I got to find what I want to do. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And so, so many different. Uh, mm, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to go with that one. Homie love a friend. Mm, yes. She is my homie, my lover, my friend. Lusts me before the beginning and loves me without end. Rejoices in where I'm going yet never despairs in where I've been. Hails me as a God, but understands my walk among men. Disappointed when I purr like a kitten, in awe when I roar like a lion. Admonishes me when I'm faking, but encourages when I'm trying, can't shake a scent, in this fact there's no denying. Begs me not to see an angel, but it's hard when on her wings I'm flying. To new heights, though, Feet never release grip of the earth's surface. Never allowed to wallow in self-hatred. Only swim in my pool of divine purpose. Has complete reign over my big top. Though sometimes I make it a three-ring circus. Far from a sideshow. My freak is the main draw. Not slight in stature. In my world she stands 50 foot tall. Which exposes my short man complex as my main flaw so she shrinks sometimes to appease my ego but never goes too far because see souls are familiar and we are kindred people so when the dust blows and the blood runs dry she will still reflect my light and i will be her most high because she is my homie my lover my friend Lusts me before the beginning and loves me without end. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, and that, I didn't even pick that one until just now, but I was just like, the way that this whole, yeah, the energy of it. I was like, that. I'm gonna pick that one. That's the right one for the the next show. That absolutely was it. That gold star for you. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, but hey, but wouldn't have you be any other way. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Tonight, I would love to connect with your people. You can follow me on Instagram at Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E, 
of emanate the letter M, the letter N, the number eight, beauty. Because um, this was just absolutely a vibe. And I love having these conversations. So thank you. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Like I said, I listen. And it's funny because the things you have said to me like offline before, like just in us like texting back and forth just real quick. It's just like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's like, it's, it's like being a reflection of one another. It's like being able to, to like know like, okay, this person is going to be able to pour into this situation in a way that maybe a lot of other people can't. So I, um, I definitely appreciate you um, being here, being on the show um, if at some point you would like to come back, I would definitely be happy to have you. Um, yeah. Just say the word and <laughs> I'm absolutely sharing the podcast. It'll be featured on emanatebeauty.com. So we gonna we gonna spread the word and get these vibes out for sure. Indeed. Indeed. Well, thank you very much, ma'am. And we thank pray you. that you guys have an amazing one. And we will see you next episode.